This program is brought to you by Bible Way Media, a work of the Ulaga Church of Christ. Hello, and welcome to the podcast, Spiritual Appetizers, small devotional tidbits to stimulate the spiritual appetite. Matthew chapter 4 and verse 4 says, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. The topic for discussion today in episode 22 is going to be from Ezekiel chapter 33 and verse 11. If God takes no pleasure in the death of the wicked, then neither should the Christian. Ezekiel chapter 33 and verse 11 reads, Say to them, As I live, says the Lord God, I have no pleasure in the death of the wicked, but that the wicked turn from his way and live. Turn. Turn from your evil ways, for why should you die, O house of Israel? You see, God takes no pleasure in the death of the wicked. He wants everyone to have an opportunity to live with him in heaven. This is why he sent his son into the world. In John chapter 3 and verse 16, it says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. God wants everyone to turn from their evil ways. He takes no pleasure in the death of the wicked. He takes no pleasure in punishing the wicked, even though sometimes the wicked has to be punished because they will not listen to God. But God loved the world so much that he allowed his perfect son, his son who was God, in John chapter 1 and verse 1, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God, to come into this world and die upon a cross, the most cruel death of all, so that we may have the possibility of being with him. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. You see, this is God's desire for all of mankind is that we believe in his son and have everlasting life. God didn't send his son to condemn the world. In verse 17, for God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. In John chapter 14 and verse 6, Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life, and no one comes unto the Father except by me. You see, God sent his his son into this world, his perfect son, his son that had no sin, who lived a perfect life, and had him crucified for us. What greater love could there be than that? God takes no pleasure in the death of the wicked, because when the wicked die, apart from him, then he sent his son to us in vain. In Romans chapter 6 and verse 23, the Bible says, For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Christ Jesus. The sad fact of the matter is, if we die in our sin, then we have given up the opportunity to have everlasting life with the Father. God has given it to us as a gift. He sent his Son into this world as a gift to humanity because he knew that sin separated us from him. The wages of sin is death. But the gift of God's eternal life through Christ Jesus. If you go all the way back to the Garden of Eden and the time of Adam and Eve, God warned them that if they ate of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, that they would die. 
and that they would be separated from him, Isaiah chapter 59, verses 1 and 2. But they did it anyway. So it was not God that forced them out of the garden. It was their own sin that separated them from God. For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Christ Jesus. In Ezekiel chapter 18 and verse 23, again, the Bible says, Do I have any pleasure at all that the wicked should die, says the Lord God, and not that he should turn from his ways and live? Notice the wording here. Do I have any pleasure at all? It brings no pleasure whatsoever to God to have to punish someone for their stubbornness in not repenting and coming back to him. It doesn't give him any pleasure at all to watch the evil people of this world, the wicked, die in their sins because he sent his son to this world for nothing if that's the case. You see, he wants everyone to turn from their evil ways and live. In Ezekiel chapter 18 and verses 31 and 32, Cast away from you all the transgressions which you have committed, and get yourself a new heart, a new spirit. For why should you die, O house of Israel? For I have no pleasure in the death of one who dies, says the Lord God. Therefore turn and live. Cast away from you all the transgressions which you have committed. You see, God is giving us the way to come to him. He says, get rid of that sin that's separating you from me. As long as that sin is in your life, we cannot have a meaningful relationship. You have to cast it away from yourself. You have to walk away from it. You have to create in yourself a new heart and a new spirit, or else you're going to die, O house of Israel. Why? Why do you want to do that? I'm right here. I'm looking at you. I want you to come to me. In Matthew chapter 11, Jesus said, Come unto me, all you who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am meek and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy, and my burden is light. God has given Israel the path back to him. Get rid of the sin. Love me. Keep my commandments. John chapter 14, verse 15. If you love me, keep my commandments and you don't have to die. I will give you rest for I take no pleasure in the death of one who dies. In Ezekiel chapter 3, verses 17 through 21, God tells Ezekiel, that he is a watchman unto the house of Israel. Notice with this with me. Son of man, I have made you a watchman for the house of Israel. Therefore, hear a word from my mouth and give them warning from me. When I say to the wicked, you shall surely die, and you give him no warning, nor speak to warn the wicked from his wicked way to save his life. That same wicked man shall die in his iniquity, but his blood I will require at your hand. And so when God says he takes no pleasure in the death of the wicked, he means it because he sent people to them to teach them his way. And he told Ezekiel, the preacher here, and all of us today, that we are to warn the wicked so that they won't die in their sins. And if we do not warn the wicked, then we're wicked ourselves because God is telling us he takes no pleasure in the death of the wicked. And here's the way for the wicked to come to me 
But you have to instruct them. You have to teach them. But if you don't, their blood is going to be required at your hand. That's how much he loves the wicked. That's how much he wants them to turn from their wickedness and come to him, is that his people are to take the word to them. In verse 19, it says, Yet if you warn the wicked, and he does not turn from his wickedness, nor from his wicked way, he shall die in his iniquity, but you have delivered your soul. God takes no pleasure in the death of the wicked, but the fact of the matter is, if they continue to be wicked and refuse to turn back to him when he sent messengers to them to teach them the truth, then they're going to die in their wickedness. But notice at the end of verse 19, it says, You have delivered your soul. But what about the ones that have not warned the wicked? Notice verses 20 and 21. Again, when a righteous man turns from his righteousness and commits iniquity, and I lay a stumbling block before him, he shall die because you did not give him warning. He shall die in his sin, and his righteousness which he has done shall not be remembered, but his blood I will require at your hand. So God repeats this again here, telling Ezekiel, if he did not warn them, then their blood would be at his hand. Now, if he warned them and they did not turn, then their blood was on their own hand. But in both cases, if he did not warn them and they died, they're going to be lost. If he did warn them and they refused to repent, they're still going to be lost. But God takes no pleasure in this death because he is doing his best to bring people out of it. Verse 21, nevertheless, if you warn the righteous man that the righteous should not sin and he does not sin, he shall surely live because he took warning. Also, you will have delivered your soul. And so if you preach the word, which is the power of God unto salvation, Romans chapter 1 and verse 16, for I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believes to the Jew first and also to the Greek. Then, and the power of God, which is his word, converts the sinner and he turns from his sin, then both the one that preached the word and the one that received the word and repented saves their lives. Verse 21 again, nevertheless, if you warn the righteous man that the righteous should not sin and he does not sin, he shall surely live because he took warning. Also, you have delivered your soul, the soul of the one that was preaching the message. In James chapter 5 and verse 19, this concept is brought forth into the New Testament when James told the brethren, brethren, if anyone among you wanders from the truth and someone turns him back, let him know that he who turns a sinner from the error of his way will save a soul from death. You see, the person that sinned is going to be saved and cover a multitude of sins. And the one that was doing the preaching is going to be saved. You see, God takes no pleasure in the death of the wicked. He wants us all to repent. He wants us all to come to him. And when we take longer than necessary to come to him, he sends messengers out into the world to preach the gospel so that we can still come to him and have an opportunity of being saved. In Galatians chapter 6 and verse 2, it says, Brethren, if a man is overtaken in any trespass, 
You who are spiritual, restore such a one in the spirit of gentleness, considering yourself, lest you also be tempted. How many times does God have to tell us throughout the course of the scriptures, from Ezekiel all the way to Galatians to James, all over in the New Testament and in the Old, that he has no pleasure in the death of the wicked, that he wants us all to come to the knowledge of the truth and be saved. Brethren, if a man is overtaken in any trespass, you who are spiritual, restore such a one in the spirit of gentleness, considering yourself, lest you also be tempted. In Mark chapter 16, verses 15 and 16, we have the Great Commission, where Jesus told his disciples to go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. He that believes and is baptized will be saved, but he that believeth not will be condemned. You see, he still has no pleasure in the death of the wicked, because he's telling his disciples, go into all the world and preach the saving message, so that these people that do not have me, that do not know me, can come to me and be saved. And here's how they have to believe and be baptized in order to be saved. The saving message of the gospel is preached to them. Again, in Matthew chapter 28 and verses 19 and 20, Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all things that I have commanded you, and lo, I'm with you always, even to the end of the age. Again, Matthew tells the world that Jesus said, go into all the world, make disciples of me, because I am the way to salvation. I am the path to the Father. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life, and no one comes unto the Father except by me. But here's the path. All you have to do is walk down it. Get off the broad way that leads to destruction and walk down the narrow way that leads to the Father, and you will find him. I have no pleasure in the death of the wicked. Here's the way. Here's the road. Here's the road map to get there. All you have to do is follow it. So if someone dies outside of God, it's not God's fault because he takes no pleasure in that. It hurts him to see one of his children fall away from him and to die outside of him because there's nothing that he can do for them if they refuse to have faith. Hebrews chapter 11 and verse 6 the writer of Hebrews said, But without faith it is impossible to please God, for he that cometh to God must believe that he is, and that he is a rewarder of those that diligently seek him. In 1 Timothy chapter 2, verses 1 through 4, the Bible says, Therefore I exhort, first of all, that supplications, prayers, intercessions, and giving of thanks be made for all men, for kings, and for all who are in authority, that they may lead quiet and peaceable life in all godliness and reverence. For this is good and acceptable in the sight of God our Savior. Notice the wording of this next verse, who desires all men to be saved and come to the knowledge of the truth. Again, we see the fact that God wants all to be saved. In Titus chapter 2, verses 11 through 14, For the grace of God that brings salvation has appeared to all men, teaching us that denying ungodliness and worldly lust, we should live soberly, righteously, and godly in this present age, looking for the blessed hope and glorious appearing of our great God and Savior Jesus Christ, who gave himself for us, that he might redeem us from every lawless deed and purify for himself, listen to this, his own special people, zealous for good works. So again, we see the fact that God wants all to come to him. In 2 Peter chapter 3 and verse 9, we're going to see this concept once again. The Lord is not slack concerning his promises, as some men count slackness, but is long-suffering toward us, not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. And finally for today, 
The last verse that we're going to talk about is found in Revelation chapter 14, verse 13. This is the reason why God has provided a way. Then he heard a voice from heaven saying to me, Write, Blessed are the dead who die in the Lord from now on. Yes, says the Spirit, that they may rest from their labors and their works follow them. You see, this is what God wants for us. If if God takes no pleasure in the death of the wicked, then neither should the Christian. So as we go about our lives today. Let us take this little bit of food and apply it to our lives, digest it into our lives, and mold our lives around the Word of God. This has been Spiritual Appetizers, small devotional tidbits to stimulate the spiritual appetite. Thank you. So, as we go about our lives today, let's take this little bit of food and apply it to our lives, digest it into our lives, and mold our lives around the Word of God. This has been Spiritual Appetizers, small devotional tidbits to stimulate the spiritual appetite. Thank you. We hope you enjoyed this program. We encourage you to subscribe to our podcast on Pandora, Spotify, or Podbean. Thanks for listening.